the loneliest place on earth. Hell, he'd been lonely in his life, here and there. He had an acquaintance, if not a friendship, with the emotion. But now, well, these days, these days, it's his closest confidant. Probably he first felt loneliness as a kid, after all his older siblings grew up and moved out of the house. One day the big old house, alive with chaos and bruising physical exertions, wrestling matches on the living room floor, arguments with his bossy big sisters. And the next day, all quiet on the western front. Dead quiet, just his lame parents and the old hound. And then that, that first year at State, 30,000 students, and he didn't know a single one of them. Thought it would be cool to go most of the way across the country to drink and smoke weed and chase girls and, and maybe even do a little studying. And it had been cool, very cool, eventually, but not at first, not that first year. That first year had been the desolation blues. And then all those long, far-flung odysseys to remote corners of the world, going just to go to look and smell and listen, to see what might happen. Places where not a soul spoke a word of English, and the native tongues sounded like two rocks rubbing together. Places where people looked at him like they might, at any moment, either offer him a meal or kick him in the balls. Those had been some eye-popping, mind-altering, God-forsaken times. So damn lonely on those two soft beds in the middle of the night that he just wanted to lie there and weep. But that was child's play compared to this. This blows all that petty gloom and doom from the past away, kicks it in the ass and out the back door, down the wooden steps and out onto the weedy lawn. He married in his early thirties. A woman of the same age, a woman on the edge of desperate for domesticity and especially children. There was chemistry between them, chemistry and hope and yearning, but, but probably not the tenderness and the affection for a long and happy life together. But still, away like so many they ventured. Romance, passion, promises, a big gaudy regal wedding fit for a princess— and in no time, because she did not think there was any time to spare a daughter. And then another daughter. And then a third daughter. In short order, a family. No time for him to catch his breath, let alone experience even a smidgen of loneliness. Always a touchy-feely kind of guy. A physical force in need of a physical connection, he wallowed in the simple joy of lying in bed with his girls, cuddling and mauling them, smothering them from head to toe with hugs and kisses and affection. He stroked them and tickled them, rubbed their little heads, and stroked their chubby little bellies. Infants and toddlers crave physical attention the way smokers crave nicotine, the way, the, way, the way junkies crave smack. He satisfied these cravings by holding and rocking those girls and sleeping with them curled up in his arms. So intense was his attachment to these three little ladies that he failed to notice the slipping away of the physical connection between himself and his bride. Some of this was natural, 
as they both gave so much to the young'uns that little remained for each other. Still, they should have paid attention. They should have taken care. He had, from their first days together, embraced her from behind each morning when he found her in the bathroom or the kitchen, bent over the sink or the coffee maker. Just a quick embrace, arms wrapped around her chest, a few light kisses on the back of the neck, a gentle push against her buttocks. But then one morning, three hungry mouths to feed, she gave a signal, discreet but manifest, that this small offering of affection was unwanted, undesired. Assuming something had gone awry, undoubtedly something of his own doing, he tried again the next morning. Again, she sent the signal. So he tried again the next morning. He tried off and on over the next few weeks. And then, his feelings hurt. He stopped trying. He had his little girls, after all. They smiled and giggled and looked absolutely delighted every time he came close, every time he put his big face on their bellies and blew loud, wet kisses. He lies in bed in the dark and remembers all those loud, wet kisses when the girls, still young and unbound, accepted his love without reservation. But he also remembers that night they had the spat over something, over nothing. After the raised voices, they went silent. A few minutes into this silence, she got up off the couch. He assumed she was just going to the bathroom or maybe into the kitchen to make tea. But no, she stayed in the kitchen for a minute or two, then announced she was tired, exhausted. She needed to go to bed. He did not stop her. He didn't say a word. It was the first night since they'd gotten married that they did not go to bed together. The very first night. He tries to remember how many years ago that was all of a sudden. Seven at least, maybe eight or even nine. A long time. A long, long time. The beginning of the end. Even if there is no end. Just desolation till death. Okay. He knows he's being dramatic. Gloomy. The middle of a dark winter night, after all. Sound asleep, dreaming sweet dreams one second, wide awake and struggling with his demons the next, mulling over the damaged past, anticipating a fractured future. She went to bed earlier and earlier. At first, she asked if it was okay. Did he want her to stay up? Well, what was he supposed to say? Yeah, stay up. This is our time together. The kids are finally asleep. But no, he didn't say that. He didn't say a word. He just stewed. And so, it became routine. Their routine. She went to bed alone. He went to bed alone a couple hours later. She woke up alone. He woke up alone a couple hours later. Before too long, their older daughter went to bed later than her mother. What, he would sit on the couch and wondered, did she think about up there, all alone? Well, the years zipped by without answers or resolutions. Busy, busy all the time in search of, in search of what? Happiness? Stability? Intimacy faded into the great unknown. No longer even a shadow on the wall. They still had sex, but always in the middle of the day when the kids were at school. Never at night, 
There was no connection at night, no touching, no spooning, no caressing, no hand holding in the dark. It went on and on and on this way, and continues to go on and on and on this way until this day, until this night, this long, lonely, dark winter night. No touching, no spooning, no caressing, no hand holding in the dark, no nothing. It would have been so easy to fix, so easy for either of them to reach across the abyss. But no, too stubborn, too proud, too human. Humans, for God's sake. Instead, their marital bed, the loneliest place on earth.